Got time for a quick story. When I was a kid in the early 1980s, I remember poring over the vinyl albums that my parents had. And one of them was, or maybe two of them, I don't quite remember, by Gordon Lightfoot. It is indelible in my memory. And I can't quite remember which one or ones they were, but I want to say it was Summer Side of Life and or Summertime Dream. The images on those albums ring a bell to me. Definitely, I think it was Summer Side of Life. Regardless, the music of Gordon Lightfoot goes right back to my earliest musical memories and hearing his songs on the radio. It takes me right back to when I first was exposed to music. He has been around a long time. He has written classic songs, and he has a new album out. It's called Solo. Album came out mid-March. New music from Gordon Lightfoot and just Gordon Lightfoot. You only hear him and him playing his guitar. He's singing, he's playing his guitar, and that is it. It's kind of like, as, as he's put it in some interviews, like Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen, all recorded just himself. So in this edition, we're talking with Gordon Lightfoot. And the first question has to do with the first single and the first song on the album, which is one and the same. That song is Oh So Sweet. Why was that song chosen as the first single off of Solo? Uh, you know, it, it just, it, it really uh, turned out that way by, by just by chance that it's number one on the album. Okay. I could have put it anywhere. When, when I was sequencing the album, I, 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 I wasn't going to use it. I was going to use uh, Dream Drift as the opening song. Oh. It was a more appropriate song as a as an opening song for an album, but but it wound up being oh so sweet as the starter, and uh, and and the record company Warner's picked up on that song immediately as as as, as what they call a teaser uh, to put out there and let people hear it by itself, you know, on the internet for two or three weeks. You know, this thing came out on, on March the twenty fifth. Album, so. Well, and interesting that you talk about the sequencing of the album because why not give it a try seems at least musically kind of like a good capper on the album. How much input did you have on the, on the sequencing? Was it more per, you know who ultimately had the final say in how the ten songs were arranged? Well, that was all my doing, and uh, and my engineer, my who has been my engineer for many years, my engineering assistant. Uh, my wife, uh, Kim, and myself uh, worked on this together over the last year and a half, and we're going to reorchestrate the whole package. And we're afraid that by doing so, we would lose the feel, that we'd lose the, the appeal of the songs the way they stood. Why, I can hear my left foot going on a couple of those tunes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really well I mean, they, album, they yeah. Are, they are demos. They, they were done in 1998. So, are any? Is there any recording from from the past year and a half, or are these all recordings from that time? Well, I did one brand new one on there for for my wife uh, to dedicate to to Kim. Yeah, it's called Easy Flow. Uh, we did that when I did that one like about, about about seven or eight weeks ago. Okay, it's the only one on the whole record that was that was not done. Uh, 
before I had any serious health issues, okay. which is one, another reason why I want I don't want to lose any of it. Mm-hmm. So there were about seven or eight tunes there, and we and and I also had some other stuff. I had other stuff that I was holding on to, which which didn't even get used. You know, I got <laughs> I, there were thirteen or fourteen tunes. Uh, people say, well, you know, what are you going to do? Well, I say 10 is the magic number, you know. <laughs> is there any possibility we'll see, or I should say hear, any possibility we'll hear those other songs at some point? Oh, not likely. You know, it it, it really wouldn't be worth the time, you know, it, it, it's the time of day. Uh, the, this is uh, is my 21st album also, which, which when I discovered this material uh, almost two years ago is when I discovered it. I was cleaning out my office. Mm-hmm. I was moving my office when I when I found this stuff. So the, was were they on CD? Oh, they were demos. Uh-huh. They were from a tape that I sent around to my my band members to learn for a recording session that never happened because I had an aneurysm mm-hmm. put me out of business for two and a half years. Were they? Was the tape labeled? Like I mean, what, did you did you even know it was there? Like how how does this get dis- I, discovered? Well, I didn't even recognize, I recognized some of the titles because we had borrowed off off that tape for the, our Harmony album, which eventually got reorchestrated and, and released just using the, the basic tracks because I was in the hospital while we worked on the, on the, on the Harmony album. Mm-hmm. I produced that album while I was <laughs> in the hospital. Oh. I won't tell you how I did that, but, <laughs> but I did it by, with the help of, of my orchestra. And, and recording parts and bringing it to me uh, and, and burning me CDs and letting me listen to it as they went along. This yes. stuff was the left, what was left over. And I, and I thought that there you had like about 10 tunes. And, and uh, it was like, I was either going to try and, and reorchestrate this whole thing, which would have taken us another two and a half years, but the only problem is none of us is getting any younger. <laughs> This is true. Uh, this is true. I, I, you know, and 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 it would have it would have lost the charm. It it would have, the, the songs would have lost their charm. Mm-hmm. I remember how they were done. The whole lot was done over about, about three days. I was at my peak at that point. I had a I had a broken little pink, pinky on my right <laughs> hand when, when I did that. Wow! Really, I, I was working with it with an injured hand. Huh. Fascinating how that. So I mean, goes. there's all kinds of things that that come back to me now when I think about that. That time my family was still together. I broke my my pinky. I grabbed my guts. Guts were mad at my my son one night. I grabbed him with a t-shirt and I broke the tip off my little finger. <laughs> uh, that's gotta hurt. Mm. Oh yeah, I got family, man. I got I've got uh, six kids. Yeah. I was able to carry that off. I, I was. I was able to carry it off. It had a little cast on it. It it had a bit a, a, ca- a little cast that I could slip on and off of the, of the <laughs> Well, that's good. A little, okay. a little tiny, <laughs> tiny cast like that. That's good. But yeah. on, on your style, I hear that, and it's I'm gonna. It's kind of too double faceted here. Your guitar style, as well, it's distinct. It's some, something that you hear that your guitar playing and. You go okay. That's Gordon Lightfoot playing, but also your your melodic writing. I hear it in this song, especially in "Do You Walk, Do You Talk," and "Emotion." In particular, I hear those, and I'm transported back to when I first heard you decades ago. I, do, do you have a, a quantifiable description of 
your style? Is there a way you can describe it, or is it just it just is? How would you put it? Well, you know, it's 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 either done with a flat pick, or I do it the Merle Travis style, but it's the style that invented by Merle Travis, the the bluegrass uh, musician. How would you say it's evolved over the years? I use it a lot. I, I use that. A lot. I can use that that pattern on all different kinds of tempos. Also, it's really an interesting pattern to learn how to play. I've got a. I've been working with a, a new instrument here to, to pass the time of day here, but we're all locked down. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a Martin D forty five that I uh, that appeared out of miraculously out of nowhere. Also, at the same time as I was cleaning out my office that day. Wow. Martin D-45. There was a guitar that the Martin Company sent me in, uh, as my, my, my part in them. They, they produced 160 Edmund Fitzgerald uh, D-18 models. Huh. 160 of them. Wow. And they got my, my, my opinion. They got my. Uh, they said that they'd give me a guitar, but they, but they, as payment, they would give me a guitar. <laughs> I said, "Okay, go, <laughs> go for it." And uh, so I, I wound up giving the guitar to one of my kids, and then lo and behold, we find this D forty five. So I found out that, it, that the action on this thing is really good, and it's really accurate. And uh, I, uh, I might even have a pickup put in this thing because it's. Uh, I've been, been working on it for the last week or so, and it's a it's a great sounding guitar. Well, that's cool. I've always used Martin guitars for uh, for, for that kind of work. What would you say is your favorite uh, guitar that you've ever played? Well, probably that that would have to be the one, you know. And the Gibson guitar that I that I use when I play twelve string. You notice there's, there's two or three twelve string tunes on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it. it uh, I, I always use that one because it gives a nice uh, rhythm foundation. If it's in tune, and tuning it is one of the challenges that I enjoy. Hmm. A challenge that I enjoy. It's, it's like the, cha- the gift is the challenge. How do you? What, what's your tuning technique? I know there some people will go electronic. Some people do the go you know, go up to the fifth and then to the next one and, and compare that way. Try to make sure the resonances are just right. How how do you tune? Well, I. Uh, I start with the. I, I use tones. My lead guitar player uses lights. Hmm. I can't do that. I'm not. I don't, <laughs> you know, his, his sense of intonation is uh, is uncanny. Mm. <laughs> but mine, I have to think about it. So, so I use tones, and I start with the uh, to make sure that all of the of of the. Uh, the fifths and the roots are all in perfect tune. Mm. The fifths and the roots. That's it. Yeah. And that's right from top to bottom, and make sure that the high, the high one, is right up there. Make sure that high string is right up there. Mm-hmm. Not sharp, but right up there, and 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 as hard as you can get it, and 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 get that one going with the the low A string. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Because I've always, That's I, what I always start, I always start that way. Always start high, because I, I typically will have mo- I most. Start with the highest string on the guitar, yeah. Because usually, if I'm tuning, I'll, I'll 
probably because it's the closest peg, I'll start on the low end because that always seems to flat, at least on the guitars, that, that I'll come across. And and so I'm probably, maybe I should try the other way around and that might pull everything back up a little further. That's a, I'm seriously going to have to try that on some of on my guitar it, that I got. It's just those 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 top two, and then you can mess with all the others. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be, you can be messing with them while you're working on the top two. Like sometimes I'll pull the low and make it pull it down a little soft, and I'll get a better feel for for what I'm hearing. Mm. And I like to have the guitar in my lap too, so I can look directly into the the sound opening. Oh yeah, good point. You, I have talked about practicing. While watching sports, there's not a lot of live sports going on right now, to say the least. So, you're practicing now. What are you What are you watching in lieu of no sports for the foreseeable future? Well, it's been easy for me. We our, our basketball team won uh, last year. Oh yeah, the Raptors. Yeah, so they're playing. They're, they've been replaying anyway for the last couple of weeks. The whole series, right from when they played against. Uh, uh, Philadelphia. Oh, good. And, they, and they, now they're getting the one where they play, they're playing against Minneapolis. Is that who it is? Oh, no, it was Milwaukee. Yeah, that's right, because it was the... Milwaukee. Con- they're playing against Milwaukee. That's right, because we were what following... What am I saying here? That's, that's okay. It's one of the cities around here. But no, I remember <laughs> I remember that that series and thinking, oh, yeah, Bucks are going to get... And then then Kawhi <laughs> Leonard just takes off, and okay, sure, Toronto just went on a run from there, and yeah, we, okay. <laughs> So we're going to hear the whole thing now when they play against San Francisco. Yeah. Because they'll start that like like tonight, you know. I don't see them all. I mean, right. I don't get to see them all. Right. But, but I, I see quite a bit of it. And, uh, like, I'll get into the last quarter to, probably tonight when I finish doing that. Doing the interviews. Oh, cool. cool I have cool. a couple more. i got to do two more <laughs> tonight. These have, been, these have been sneaking up on me. <laughs> well, hopefully we're making them at least somewhat entertaining. At least we're trying to. Yeah, I know you've, you've talked about, um, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but not doing as much in the way of new songwriting. But do, do new melodies or riffs ever kind of come to your to your mind and kind of come out like little snippets of potential songs, even if they don't ever turn into actual songs? How does that work nowadays? Oh sure, sure. I had I, I had one called that I wrote in the car one day. It was called "One Too Many Women," and I, I played that for my wife, and she just about <laughs> she just about let me have one. <laughs> well, I wrote "One Too Many Women." That was I had the the song, the title, everything right. I was driving in my car. <laughs> Like I played it for I go over to my wife and says, Silly, they don't believe in poetic license, right? <laughs> they, don't, they don't know about poetic license. <laughs> but at least there's still stuff so, coming out. That's good that's good to know. At least you still you still are, are you're thinking of stuff, even however it comes out. That's good. That's good. That's right. Um if you were to collaborate with anybody on a musical project and it doesn't have to be new material but if you could collaborate with someone on some sort of a project today who would you most like to collaborate with well, i'd probably grab grab my my hero bob dylan mm. we we already had the opportunity to do it but we were both too busy and i was a little bit too shy i i just i wasn't into doing it and i used to be a barber shopper too and that's anything but shy Mm-hmm. And uh, that's barbershop music, you know. Yeah. And 
it's like uh, harmony it was fun for me, but but I didn't have the nerve. I, it was offered. It was suggested by by my record company executive, the guy who ran Warner Brothers out there, Mo Austin, that 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 the that the opportunity was there to do it with Bob. Uh, we when we got on the phone about it, we said let's let's do our own trip. I I know Bob. We had the same manager for about five years, overlapping. Okay. Or Kenny Rogers. Oh, that would have been great. Oh, here's man. a great harmonizer. And or Glenn Campbell, if he oh. was still around, I'd go. I'd go. Oh, I, the the person has to be. I could think of somebody if he gave me a moment, but those would be good I'd ones. I have to think about that. Who would I do a duet with right right now? Who's so like Garth Brooks? Oh, <laughs> that'd be solid. That'd be really good. Okay. Last okay. question. Last question before I let you go to the to the next chat. Uh, you did perform here in Eau Claire at. I think you were the first major act to perform at. Pablo Center at the Confluence, which was our new performing arts center here in Eau Claire back in uh, September of 2018. Because I remember seeing that going, oh my gosh, that's the first one. And on the radio here, I always mention that. I don't know how, what, remember, I mean, you perform all over the place, so I'm sure it's kind of a blur, but. Now I remember. I remember. You do. Eau Claire. I remember it. It It was a brand new place, and we were the first. The first commercial act that they that they had in there, uh-huh. or folk, or whatever you want to call it, yeah, folk rock. What did you think? <laughs> yeah. What did you think? Oh, it was a beautiful hall, but you know that there the, the, you will see throughout all of America, and I've played all over America, the, the most beautiful concert halls mm. all around America. There's mm. hundreds of them. It's just absolutely amazing. There's a lot of good oh, ones out there. 150. 150 <laughs> of the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> and you performed there. That's awesome. That's I've done them all. <laughs> you have. That's true. Gordon yeah, Lightfoot, yeah. thank you so, so much for taking some time to, to chat uh, with us here in western Wisconsin. Again, the album is solo. Listen to it. It's a great album. Best of luck going down the road. And when you hit the road again, take care. And we look forward to hearing more from you down the road. Uh, thank you. Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, that, he's a legend. And that was really fun talking to him right there. I say that uh, about, about all my interviews, how fun they are. And this one, just like that, getting a chance to chat with Gordon Lightfoot. New album, as I said, solo, recently out. You can stream it. You can buy it. Physical copies as well. Learn more about him at GordonLightfoot.com. GordonLightfoot.com. He's also on social media. Follow him on Facebook etc. But again, Solo is the name of the album. Definitely give it a listen. This has been the latest edition of Got Time for a Quick Story. Uh, thanks as always to Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, the radio station I was mentioning in the interview for uh, providing the facilities uh, to do this podcast. You can listen to this interview as well at greatesthits981.com and other interviews are available there as well, you can also subscribe to Got Time for a Quick Story via Apple, Android, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, all there, and uh, rate it up as well if you so desire. Uh, that'll help spread the word about this podcast. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.